Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash IOPanel. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, you may listen on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. What did you think the butter chicken was? Chicken with and cooked in a fucking gallon of butter. Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs. Bienvenue à la prochaine épisode de IO Panel. Je suis ici avec Monsieur Evan. Evan, comment ça va? Bonjour. Est-ce que tu as un petit peu de Oh, mon Dieu. Et, <laughs> et Monsieur James, James, comment ça va? Uh, hey. <laughs> I can't. No, James, let, let, let me translate for James. Bile. <laughs> ah, there you go. Très bien, très bien. Merci beaucoup, Evan. Yes, no problem. <laughs> Alors, uh, j'espère que tout le monde avait un bon week-end. Uh, je m'appelle Madame Dufour. Je suis votre nouvelle institutrice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you speak French? <laughs> Mind blown. Oh my god, <laughs> you piece of shit. No, no more friends in this episode. No, I, can't. I took, I, I was in fourth grade when I lived in D.C. Uh, the elementary school I went to forced you to take French. So I took French for like half a year oh. in fourth grade. Very nice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the truth comes out. Yep. To be honest, I pretty much nailed the accent, though. I mean, yeah, obviously. You did. You had that gross hoidiness that uh, mm-hmm. that that all Frenchmen have. You know, it's I funny. Did. He said, "Hey, hello, so hello. I'm I'm Miss, Mrs. Whoever, yeah, the new teacher." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. I was like, like yep. Mrs. Dufree or whatever. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay. Um. So, Michael, please continue. Alors, look, no, okay. In, in so, <laughs> 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 okay. Just keep saying the same thing over and over. Oui, bonjour, comment ça va? No, okay. So, um, <laughs> so our first story, not really tech-related, but as you know, we talk about anything and everything on this show, mm-hmm. is regarding the UK's EU referendum. A.K.A. Hashtag Brexit. That James. is correct. That's right. So, from what I can tell, the United Kingdom, they had a referendum, so they took a vote where their citizens could vote and say, hey, do we want to leave the EU or do we want to stay in the EU? And they had a vote on Friday, and it turns out they that 52% of the UK wants to leave the EU, and 48% want to stay. Yeah. A very complicated situation. Personally, I think if... You know, in a democracy, I guess, majority rules. But for such a a powerful vote, or, um, you know, such an important referendum, 
I kind of think it should be like a two thirds majority rule because fifty two to forty eight is not <laughs> close cool. enough yeah, to, yeah. to be clear. Half and half. I mean, it's... yeah. And a couple interesting things about demographics. So first of all, the only um, majority to vote to leave the European Union was from people over the age of 50. 18 to 24-year-olds, nearly 75% said stay. So that's interesting. You know, maybe if you're, you have fond memories of what your country was like 50 years ago or 40 years ago, you're like, yeah, it'll be just like that again. Let's go, you know, control our own borders and, and be our own country again. Uh, I don't think you, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, not one district in Scotland voted to leave. So if this actually goes through, which there are chances it might not, uh, Scotland will very likely pursue independence and rejoin the EU themselves. There's already talks in Ireland about reunifying um, their two, I was about to say their two districts, but the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, that maybe they'll see reunification soon. Um, so, after the, the current Prime Minister, David Cameron, said... <clears throat> originally said that um, if the vote passed to leave the European Union, that he would immediately um, enact Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty, which outlines how countries are able to leave the, the EU if they wish. Um, he did not do that, but instead he announced his resignation. So he should be out, uh, out of office uh, by October. October, yeah. Yeah. Now, his likely replacement is one of the heads of the the pro um I'll just call it the pro pro Brexit uh campaign who is what was his name? Boris Johnson. Ugh. So, former mayor of he, uh London and uh lookalike of uh what's it call it? <laughs> yeah. That's the guy, right? He insane. looks like he looks like Donald Trump. He's like Donald Trump's nutty cousin. Yeah. He looks yeah. like a fucking maniac. Yep. So he is very likely going to be named the new prime minister um, and be faced with the decision of well, how whether How does that to... work over there? What do you mean? I mean, is it just like, all right, we choose you. All right. Or is there like a line of succession? Like, oh, now the, the deputy I... prime minister becomes the prime minister like or the, what? The, I, mean, the, I don't... The party leader in par parliament will vote in to change the change uh there won't be a vote by people it, it's voted, done by parliament and they'll the conservatives will probably put forward this guy uh so he's probably likely the likely shoe in yeah so quick jump back mm. to um how to leave the eu article 50 states that if you want to leave you basically submit quote unquote paperwork um a um a country official has to do that. So David Cameron is not going to submit that, uh, enact Article 50. So even though the vote passed, um, you still have to, like, tell the EU you want to leave. So that will be up to Boris Johnson, most likely. And he said he's not going to do it. Yeah, even though he was, like, like one of the primary members of, like, we got to leave, we got to get the fuck out of here. 
So he will either be a hypocrite and um, his political career is basically over, or he will go through with it and separate the UK from the EU and suffer the consequences, some of which are basically... you. Right now, you have free, well, say, free travel and trade throughout any of the 20, I think, 27 or 28 countries yeah. in the EU. Yeah, it's so, like 28. Yeah. So that'll be gone, most likely. They'll have to rework um, trade regulations, trade. Yeah, travel and stuff. Because right now, you know, if, you, if you're from England, you can go work in... Poland or Norway or something like that if you want to and it's like okay welcome you're fine that that will go away um i believe about 40% of um eu i'm sorry 40% of yeah eu corporations have their headquarters in london uh so they will very likely pull out cuz they have no actual reason to be there anymore so that's job losses, um, economy hits, all, all stuff like that. Um, if they choose to leave, uh, Scotland will very likely fight for their independence and then rejoin the EU themselves. I don't remember if I said that already. Um, let's see. Then you have to think about... Oh, so immediately following the reporting on the vote, the, the value of the pound dropped at least 10%, which is mm -hmm. another hit to the economy. Then you have to think about healthcare. So right now there's, uh, I think it's called EHIC, which basically, you know, uh, European European Union citizens can get state-sponsored healthcare wherever they are in the EU. If you get sick in another country, you know, just go there and you get taken care of normally. Um, and one of the... One of the campaign promise or campaign, uh, um, what am I looking for here? Drivers? It's not a campaign promise, but um, Nigel Farage had an interview, and he was also with uh, Boris Johnson um, campaigning to leave the EU. They were like, we're sending, you know, 300 and, uh, like 350 million pounds per week to the EU as dues. And Why don't we spend that on the NHS, which is their national healthcare system? So, in an interview, the, the reporter said, "Right, it's not the, those figures are off." Yeah, they're completely it's, inaccurate. Yeah, I have so a whole the, breakdown of all the fees here too. We can look at it if we want. Yeah, we can talk about that. So, in the in an interview, the reporter said, "So, can you guarantee that that money will be uh, used to help the NHS?" And he was like, "Uh, nope." Sorry. Like, so your primary, your primary way of getting people to vote to leave the EU was basically a lie. It was, it was, so everything they did, everything they did was basically like Trump, Trump, Trumpian, uh, fear mongering of like, oh, Syrians are going to run across the border and blow everything up. And, uh, yeah, xenophobia. This, they had this whole bus with like $350 million a, year, a week or a billion dollars a week or whatever is going to wherever. And the thing is, here's the, here's the big thing, right? So they the EU, when this whole EU thing was put together, Margaret Thatcher negotiated a rebate for, for Britain, okay, along with a bunch of other things that only Britain gets, like, oh, you can keep the pound. 
You know, you can keep using your own currency. You have this rebate. So, yeah, they, they put in a fair amount of money, but they get, like, more than half of it back in, in this rebate. Well, if they rejoin the EU, if, like, in 20 years they decide, oh, man, this was a huge mistake, we're going to rejoin the EU, they're not going to get that rebate. Forget it. They're not going to get – they're not, not going to be able to use a pound because it's in the bylaws now. You, can, you must use euros. So a lot of the stuff that they're, like, trying to keep – you know, if they decide to go back, and here's the thing, the younger generation doesn't want to leave. So it's going to be a huge disaster when they try to go back. They would have lost all the advantages they had by separating. And yeah, because for the young people, it's like just fucking up every opportunity you might have in the next yeah, 20 years. Yeah, and, and and look, you know, from the... Uh, I'm kind of off, gonna off track in the, in the best James way I know how. But to me, I, I, I think about, like... Um, from a sci-fi standpoint, um, for us to like really do what we want to do in space and really become an intergalactic or at least inter uh, intersolar system, uh, uh, interplanetary civilization. Yeah, interplanetary space civilization. We need one world governments or big unions of governments. You know, we need things like the EU. Whether you like the EU or not, or, not, or whatever. We need things like the EU because that's how we're going to be able to afford things that cost more than trillions of dollars, you know, like space elevators and space stations and all kinds of shit like that. What about you the know? UN? Well, the UN really is not – it's not that. It's not a – Aren't they just not, peacekeepers? Yeah, it's not really a government. It's like it's like a meeting place, but it's not a government. They're not any kind of a governmental body is the way we would think of it like the EU is. Like the EU is a true government with free trade. They pass laws that affect member states – um, and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but they they won this whole thing with like petty kind of lies, and it's a big mess. Um, if you watch uh, John Oliver, um, he did a great kind of thing on it last week where he talked about it, and he was you could see he was like visibly upset about the whole Brexit thing because he was like, "This is stupid. This would be a huge mistake for England. Please don't do it." You know, I can't wait to see what his show is like tonight because it's going to be really. He's really going to be very <laughs> probably pissed because. You know, he he. One of the main things they uh, was a movie that that the the uh, Leave campaign made called uh, like Why the EU or something like that. You know, but it was basically this whole documentary. It's like an hour long movie where they broke down the charges of how the EU affects you on a daily basis, and they were like, "Oh, the EU has thirty six uh, thirty six laws on pillows." And he was like, and they showed like a breakdown of the laws, like in tiny lettering on the screen. So he's like, he's like, we we zoomed in and we looked at all the laws that they have listed here. He's like, this law is about pillows that you know, and they're showing a guy sleeping on a pillow. So we're talking about the 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 context of the video is like pillows you put your head on, you know, for sleeping. They're like this. He's like this pillow is a pillow that you use to crank up, to step on a uh, to inflate a tire. You know, he's like, this pillow is something that's pillow shaped, but it's not a pillow at all. It's like some kind of a car, some kind of car seat thing, you know, and he, he, they go through this whole you know, this whole thing. Basically, the whole the whole campaign's a bunch of bullshit and lies. And this guy, Boris, he has no intention of leaving the EU. OK, I think the goal here is to put the EU over a barrel and over inflate the value of the UK. You know, because I'm sh- because, you know, these guys, they want that like 
they want you know they're British and British people hate the U they hate Europe you know they, it's not their thing you know they're like get wrecked we want we're 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 fucking Britain dude you know and uh, yeah they're like the America of Europe yeah well yeah, even worse much. because they're like what we were based on you know so they're they're like right. they're they don't like. They don't. They're not about any of that stuff. They want to. These old school guys want to separate from this. So he's he. Look, they don't want to do Article Fifty because guess what the EU said. The EU said before the vote even happened, the president of the EU said, "Oh yes, if this happens, you're doing Article Fifty immediately. Out is out." That's what he said. They want them gone. They don't give a shit. You know, the EU doesn't care. Now look, some of these countries that don't care, bro, like the, some of the countries, the smallest, most rinky-dink, most. N- not nonsense countries there are, but countries like Finland and Germany and France are probably going to be the next ones to pull the freaking eject button because uh, France France doesn't like the EU and has wanted to get out for a while. And if England is gone, England's a huge financial support system. They're like three percent of of the EU's GDP. So if if uh, they leave, France will probably be next. Fin- Finland's been trying to get out for years. They'll probably be next. What's yeah. the reason for leaving well, for the, any of these other countries? The EU, for, for countries that are very productive and have like lots of uh, have good GDPs and lots of products going in and out of the country and things like that and huge financial sectors, um, the, they're a goldmine for the EU because the EU takes care of a lot of shitty countries. Like uh, Italy and Spain and Greece, Greece, who have been in a, a economic freefall for like going on six years, you know. So these countries stay afloat by on the backs of Germany and England and Finland and these other companies, countries, who are part of this whole part of the EU. Now the EU, I mean, I think like any government, everything I've heard about it says it's not great, but you know it. The whole, just the whole ability to go between country to country is awesome, you know. I mean, Evan. Yeah, we, the opportunities are amazing. Yeah, and the job opportunities, the the ability to like be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get it. Like, can you imagine if we were like, oh, I'm gonna get a job in Mexico and go work in Mexico, and I can just like cross the border anytime I want, you know? Or can't you? I mean, I guess you can. You have to get visas. If you want to stay there, if for any we were of time, unified, you just go. Or like, like, or like Canada. Like, you want to like work in Canada for a long period of time, and you'd have to, you know, you don't have to get a, we don't have to get a visa or anything. It'd be awesome, you know. And they, over there, that's how it is. Like, that's amazing. Opportunity wise, that's like, forget about it. And talk about economic growth. You bring these super intelligent people. Well, it makes it makes more sense over there too. It does because they're all very close in. I mean, yeah, and they're very small compared to us. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just for opportunity's sake, it's it's great. But yeah, so he doesn't want to do Article 50. That's not he's not going to do it. He's going to let this thing sl- Article 50 demands they have to be out within 2 years. Like the negotiations start immediately and they have 2 year the 2 year timer starts and at the end of 2 years they're ghost. But if he does Now I I read in one article that Sorry. Good. I I read in one article that they just that they said that this referendum is not actually legally binding. No, it's not. Well, the uh their their I guess version of the Senate, the House of Commons, uh, they can still block it. Even even like if if uh, Boris Johnson was like, okay, we're doing this, then the House of Commons can be like, no, no, we're not. Sit down. Yeah, but he, they're not. So gonna it probably that. will never happen. I, I don't and think they, they're going to do it. Gonna be all pissed. You I think they're going to stay in? Yeah, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think they're going to have to do what the people say. I think that's what this, I think they're going to do what the people because if they don't do it, then those guys all committed political suicide. You know? And then that shows people referendums don't matter. This whole thing's bullshit and a big sham. You know? I think it's better to sacrifice the political careers of a couple dozen people than tank a country. You know, I say, personally, I say let them learn. Because this is like, someone, uh, Eric uh, Snowden had a great tweet after the whole thing went happened, went off. Who? Who? Uh, Snowden. Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden, yeah, I want to say Eric. It's Eric, Eric's cousin. Yeah, Eric's his cousin who like, he just cleans up at Guantanamo Bay. Um, Yeah. He mucks, he mucks the flesh pits. Um, (laughs) No, um, yeah, Edward Snowden had the best quote, I think, the best tweet after the whole thing went off, and he was like, this is a great example of how, um, damn it, I gotta find it. I don't want to, I don't want to butcher it. I'm gonna find the tweet, but it's a really good tweet, and basically it kind of says, this is what happens when you let, like, you know, when you let people decide things they don't really know anything about. I mean, it was really interesting the way he said it, but it made a lot of sense, and I was just like, yeah, this is like, it's a great study in, in how you can have, like, some Trump-type person uh, stir up a bunch of people on all their based upon all their fears and what can happen, you know. And it's going to screw Britain big time. But I talked to a guy at work, an older guy who's into stocks, and like for me, this was like important because of the whole stock situation, because now I have stocks, right? And I woke up in the morning and I listened to the financial news on my phone, and I did a Snapchat, and I was like, "Ah, oh, good morning, good morning, Snapchat." Wake up. Brexit vote fail or passed. UK is leaving the EU and stocks are in a free fall. And I was like, I can't wait till 930 when the fucking market's open. So at 930, at nine, at eight, because I don't know anything about stocks. All our listeners are going to laugh at me, but I don't know anything about stocks. So I go into my Robinhood app and I got $800 in Robinhood and I've made $40 in gains. Okay. Not much. It's all play money. It's, I mean, it's real money, but it's all for play. It's all for fun. I'm very diversified. I have one of this, two of that, seven of that, maybe 60 of this, you know, in shares, no big deal, you know, but I've made 40 bucks in a couple months. So just to play around. So I said to myself, I said, let me pull everything down to very low levels and just see what happens. Because I said, okay, it's all computerized. At least Robinhood is computerized. So what will happen is I'll put in these sell orders, and at 9.30 on the dot, as soon as the market's open, it'll sell, 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 sell. It'll dump all my shares. I was like, perfect, you know? Well, <laughs> at 9.30, my stocks <laughs> went from $840 to $808. Okay, I didn't dump anything. Everything just flatlined. Like I lost all the money, um, and then it went down to eight hundred and two dollars by the end of the day. But I talked to a, anyway. I was talking to a coworker, guys who knows he has a lot more in stocks than me, and he basically told me this. He said, "Hey, he said Britain's loss is good for America because the people who have stocks and have been, who have invested in England and invested in London." And invested uh, in businesses that are based in the in the European Union, which are taking a nosedive right now. Like everything, in the, he's like Germany, Italy, France, every country, uh, all their businesses are taking a beating. Like they're gonna be, it's gonna be a fire sale next week to buy those companies up cheap, and there's gonna be a long time before they recover. Um, 
He said, but those people are going to put their money somewhere stable because now it looks like the EU itself is in a free fall. You know, like the like the president of the EU kept putting out. He said, "Hey, everything's fine. Everyone, calm down. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. Like everything's okay." You know, but now all these other countries are seeing. They say, "Hey, if England can leave, we can leave. We don't want to saddle all the debt. Fuck it." You know what I mean? So now they're trying to calm everything down. But the assumption is that other countries are going to bandwagon on and pull out, pull out because they don't want to be stuck. And they people are thinking this could be the end of the EU as we know it. So should that happen, all those, all those countries that are in this economic zone, which is the EU, are all going to take – are going to get beat up for months and months to come to the point where maybe some of them may fold completely. So what he's saying is a lot of companies – number one, the dollar is going to be boosted because it's going to be looked, at, looked upon as a stable, a stable uh, financial place to put your money. Number two – People, those, those investors overseas are going to pull their money out of those dying markets, and they're going to come into the American markets, into American companies where it's safe and secure, into high-tech industry, into you know, heavy industry, oil, that kind of stuff that's made in America. So their loss is good for America. I, that, to me, sound, sounds pretty sound. I think that's probably legit advice. It's probably, gonna, probably what's going to happen. You know, maybe like us in Japan, they'll invest in, you know? Yeah, I'd probably go for Japan. I Just love the whole, you know, the Federal Reserve, and you're like, oh, they'll go, they'll back, start back in a country with a stable, stable uh, economy or monetary system. I was like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, it's all made up. Also related to that, uh, North Korea is printing fake Chinese money. Oh boy. Excellent. What are they trying yep. to do? Are they trying to just destroy the, their last relationship with their last friends? Probably. <laughs> That's smart. Go for it, Kim Jong-il. Yeah, why would they do that? I don't understand. That's... Isn't China like their only ally? Yeah. China's yeah, China like and Russia. System. Barely and Russia. rubles though. are garbage. Yeah, rubles are fucking trash. This might be a, a good time to start investing in... Um, the f- the foreign exchange market. Hmm. Well, when you figure out how to do that, you let me know. <laughs> I have no idea. So um, invest in uh, in quatlus or in whatever. Quatlus. That's right. No, the li- libertarian dollar. The the sorry, the Liberian dollar. <laughs> Michael's favorite yeah. form of currency. That's correct. Hey man, that's that's Americans over there. Yeah. Over there in Liberia. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the so, capital uh, of Liberia? Iraqi dinar. Iraqi dinar. Oh, that is. Is that still their currency? Uh, no. It's not. That's nope. called the ISIS severed head. That's what they. That's their. They're just <laughs> yeah. severed heads over there. Yeah. Ears like an ears like a. They're actually heads a dollar. They're they're U.S. quarters with the sender stamped out. Oh my! Are you serious? No. I was like, oh my god. No. Goodness. I'm pretty sure they use U.S. dollars, though. It's a stable Unless currency. we already discussed that and disproved it. No, no. Iraq? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. It's a stable currency. They probably use those. They probably use uh, e- e- uh, euros. They probably use freaking the pound. Well, they use, like, the Saudi Arabian dinar or some shit like that, maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't know what Saudi apparently, Arabia is. Well, apparently the Iraqi dinar is still there. Their official currency, but 
Hmm. Yeah, I guess they could use anything they want, right? Yeah. So, is there anything else to say about the uh, the departure of the United Kingdom? I think we'll. I think we're. I think we're going to be seeing. I think it, it's going to be kind of failing for the next. Um, we're going to see. It's going to look bad for the next couple of days, at least till Wednesday, and then it maybe will start. At least, at least in America, the stock market will start to recover. Um, that's what everyone is. That's what people are saying. So I'm hoping that that'll happen. But it'll be a fire sale. So if you buy, if you have stock, now's the time to buy. If you know what you want to buy, and you know anything about the stock market. Yeah. I wonder how it uh, will affect our 401ks. Mm, depends on what they're in. If the S&P 500 and Dow is like just going down in general. That's a good question. Yep. I don't know, but uh, the good thing about 401ks, those are long-term. So Yeah. plenty of time to recover. You know, none of us are, you know, retiring anytime soon. So. Oh, yeah, here we go. Big dreams, man. Here we go. Let me read this real quick before we go on. So, Evan, Ed- like, speak, speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, so Edward Snowden, Snowden uh, tweets on June 23rd, no matter the outcome, hashtag Brexit polls demonstrate how quickly half of a population can be convinced to vote against itself. Quite a lesson. Yep, that's a good one. I also saw a Winston Churchill quote um, that said basically a um, a case against democracy can be made by having a five-minute conversation with the average voter. True. Oh, wait, what now? A case against oh, yeah. democracy. Because the average voter doesn't know shit. And did you see the uh, the little snippets where after the uh, after everyone voted, like the search results from within... Yeah, they're like, what the hell is the EU? Yeah. <laughs> The, the Google search results for uh, what is the European Union, like, skyrocketed from within England after the vote? Well, you, mm-hmm. know what's, you know what the sad thing is? Just like anything, like, when I, when I posted that on my Snapchat, at least four people who follow me on Snapchat were like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, dude, this is nuts. Like, people are, I hate to say this, but people are fucking stupid. You know, pay attention. The world yeah. fucking shit's coming down around your fucking ears, dude. Like, we don't know the long-term effects of a full-out EU collapse or the Brexit vote. We don't know, like, what this could have started. We could be feeling repercussions of this in 10 years. We don't know. You know, if... Perhaps World War Three. It could... I mean, it very well could be. I mean, some people, if people taking it... Some people are taking it far enough to say that this could be the beginning of a new Cold War. You know, because yeah, because that's see, probably more likely. Yeah, here's the thing, right? If you look at what uh, I was gonna say, Boris Yeltsin. If you look at what uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, what's his name? Putin. Putin. If you look at what, if you look at man Putin, if you look at what Putin is saying, Putin's like, oh yeah, let him let him leave. They need their freedom. You know, <laughs> Putin is like he's like salivating, man, because without with the the Brit with British Britain gone, the EU's weak. Because look at the other countries that are in the EU. Fucking Italy, Spain, Finland. Come on, man. They're all jobbers in there, except for except for maybe France. But, you know, I don't. France is, like, not known for their military uh, prowess. Um, 
even though they they do fill the field of pretty reasonable military and and germany is probably the probably germany's probably the most the biggest power in the eu right now you know yeah i yeah. mean the the one of the most the i at least two of the most important members of the eu i would say are france and the uk um I'd know, probably put Germany as number one. Yeah, Germany's like that was their their most financially solid. I think Germany's definitely up there, um, but militarily, I don't think they're very no, yeah, yeah, strong mm. if if at all. I don't even know if they have a military to be honest. Um, no, they do. They have a military. They have a military. Okay, but the the, the question is hypothetical scenario. Let's say the EU. Let's say. Um, the UK, as we know it, completely collapses. Scotland leaves. Ireland unites and leaves. Okay. Um, Gibraltar, I didn't know that was a place that could vote for EU membership, but they did. Let's say they leave. Um, I guess they're a commonwealth, maybe. I don't know. But let's say they leave. Let's say Wales leaves. Okay. What's left? A fucking shoebox full of fucking rich people? You know? Hey, James. Name name Belly Bottomshire, you know yeah. what? Your your connection is fucking garbage. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can get closer to the source of the Wi-Fi, or something. I don't know. Maybe that would help. Okay. Well, continue on, and I will uh, try to move. Yeah, up here. just I don't I don't know if there's any direct relation, um, but one of the well probably the longest standing neutral country, our, our best friends, Switzerland, um, mm-hmm. had actually begun to um, apply for membership in the EU, but about a week ago, maybe a little bit more before this vote happened, they uh, they withdrew that application. So they are no longer attempting to join the European Union. That's interesting. I would have, you know, I'll be honest, I, w- I would have thought they were already a member, so. They're, you know, one of the longest, you could say, holdouts, I guess, but um, yeah. I think, you know, th- I think the, S- the Swiss have a pretty good economy. I don't know how- where they stand culturally as for, you know, allowing, uh, you know, immigrants in or to to assimilate or not, but... um. Assuming they have a good economy, they they were probably like, "Fuck it, man, we don't want to prop up these seven other countries. We'll just stay to ourselves, like you know, the last several hundred years." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it 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 will be interesting. Now, assuming um, all countries break apart, I don't think Wales. Will try to separate from England because um, I don't think they have much for themselves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know much about Wales in particular. But you know, yeah, assuming assuming England or the UK as a whole does leave, that's, that'd be like saying Florida wants to be on its own. Yeah, well, Texas. Like, go does. ahead. Well, yeah, there's some very serious people in Texas talking about that shit again. And Texas, you know what? They did that's, it before. That's fine. They can go be on their own. Um, yeah, fuck them. You know, a lot of people would say good riddance. And, and Texas might be actually be able to do it. I mean, they might actually be able to survive. 
Yeah. Um, you know, but a lot of other states could not, you know, obviously. How, how's the audio? You can hear me okay? Yeah, that's good. Okay. One thing, good. one thing about Switzerland, the fact that Switzerland was thinking about joining the EU says a lot because they are notoriously, like, neutral. Like, neutrality is their thing. That's their fucking calling card. So they would lose a lot by joining the EU. I'm surprised they were going to do it. And the fact that they backed out at the last minute also says a lot. Because if they were willing to go that far, and now all of a sudden they're like, nah, forget it. You know, that says a whole lot. Because they are like, neutrally... I'd be interested to to read more about that, actually. Yeah, that's actually really interesting to me. I'll see if I can uh, find find the links that I was looking at and put them in the show notes. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I'm wondering I'm wondering why why they were going to join and why they decided not to, you know? Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I guess I I need to do some more reading personally on the European Union in general, because I'm not sure exactly what what are the pros and cons. It seems like the pros are just free free travel between all member states. Yeah, and, and you know, trade and, is a big thing. And you can work, I guess. You know, I'm I'm from the you know I'm from the UK, but I can go work in Poland or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess kind of that, all that kind of stuff. So that's nice. Like you said, trade, I guess. Yeah, because if you have a product that's, you know, based in, that has to go from Italy to England to Spain, something like that, that's all under the same trade agreement now. You can do it with basically no issues. But once they leave, you'll need a trade agreement between Italy and England, a trade agreement between England and Spain, then tariff issues and all kinds of shit. So hmm. it's like a huge hit to business, which will have obviously a direct negative effect on the um, the GDP of England, which maybe they're proud enough to deal with for a decade or so. But mm-hmm. if they do want to to rejoin the EU, assuming it's still a thing in 10 years, then they basically have to fill out an application and wait to hear back. Hmm. Interesting. Like, you're not, you're not special anymore. Yep. Get in line. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. All right. Yeah, over the last four days, everyone on the internet has become an expert in uh, European politics. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing I find interesting, um, it looks like countries that are, you know, former colonies, I'll, I'll call them, of, of the UK, like, uh, but I guess are not part of the UK proper. Like, uh, I don't know, we'll say Jamaica, or we'll say Canada, Australia. So they're all Commonwealth countries. Mm-hmm. So they're not part of the EU. Correct. Okay. Interesting. They are not in Europe. Well, doesn't matter. I mean, it's just like us. Like, are we in the EU? Well, we're not a Commonwealth country either. Well, fine. (laughs) I mean, like uh, France, well, and the UK have, uh, you know, overseas... I'll call them overseas territories, you know, whatever mm-hmm. term they use. The British Virgin Islands? The British Virgin Islands, sure. French Guyana. Uh, France has, uh, you know, this and that. Things like that. 
Um, France hey, even those, has like, self-governed territories or something. Well, not necessarily. Um, like um, what's it called? There's a there's a small island, or it might be a couple islands, um, off the coast of Canada. Um, you know, they're up there, kind of near Nova Scotia, I think. Mm-hmm. The Scosche. <laughs> yeah, the Scosche, as as James likes to call it. Um, I can't think of what they're called now, but the Falkland Islands. No, that's uh, I believe that's part of the UK. Mm. Um. So that, but that would be a good example of a UK one. Um, let me see. The one I'm thinking of is. <laughs> what is it called? Yes. So while you're looking for that, Saint Pierre and Michelin. Oh, Michelin. No, it's M I Q U E L O N. Ah, mannequin. <laughs> yeah okay um whatever evan <laughs> you, and your, you and your ridiculous nonsense um, my french is flawless <laughs> um so that is uh an overseas i don't know what they call it an overseas something of france they call it they call it something i don't know it's anyway it's part vision. of france it doesn't matter it's part of france okay as much as as much as uh, Guam is part of the United States, okay. Mm-hmm. So that, which is off just off the coast of Canada, you can take a ferry over there from Canada. They're part of the EU. Really? Yep, and their and their currency is the euro. That's odd. <laughs> well, they're they're part of France, you know. So. Hmm. Okay. So just it's just kind of funny, you know. That's all. So they they actually call that an overseas collectivity. Ah, uh, not a provision, is, as I mentioned. Well, they they have different terms. They also have overseas departments and regions, overseas collectivities, a special collectivity, overseas territory, blah 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 blah. So they have all these different terms that I guess mean different things, you know, give it different status. So Saint Pierre and Michelin is now known as an overseas collectivity. Um, other ones include French Polynesia, Wallace and Futuna, hmm. St. Martin, and St. Bar- Barthelemy? St. Bartholomew's Island? St. Bart's? It might be St. Bart's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collectivity of St. Barthelemy. Good times. So, anyway, yeah. speaking of uh, stupid politicians, um, I'll just make a quick mention, then we can move on. Sure. Um, Donald Trump went to Scotland for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's and, great. And yeah. when he landed, he, he, uh, he saw the vote and was like, good for you, Scotland. Vote to take your country back. And everyone was like, you fucking idiot. We wanted to stay. Yep. I saw that. That's uh, that's very interesting. So it cr- turns out uh, Trump... So yeah, I was reading. I was curious myself. I was like, why the hell is Trump over in fucking Scotland or whatever, right? So it turns out he went over there for two days to help promote 
I don't know if it's if it's his or something he's sponsoring or whatever, but promote a golf a golf resort or some shit. Awesome. So yeah, a a presidential candidate's taking two days off. I mean, it's fine, whatever. I think that's BS. Two days off to. Go, I think that's BS. To go fucking. He's really over there meeting with the with the Bilderbergs. No, or no, whatever. no, yeah, no, I got no, you. no, 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 no. No, I, th- I think that uh, I think I think the Bilderbergs are smart enough to know that to keep Donald Trump way away from them. Um, no, but I think I think <laughs> the the implication from what I saw on the news was, or not the news, but on like one of these some of these financial sites and things like that was that he went over there because the vote was happening and he was like, L- I need I need to be there when it all kicks off, regardless of what the vote is. I want to be. This is a great time to get back in the news cycle. You know, so it was a marketing coup. It just so happens that they're opening a resort over there with his name, a Trump resort or something. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go for this, you know. But it was like a last-minute decision. Let's just pop over and, like, get mixed up in this, mixed up in the sauce here, you know. And it, I mean, I guess it was good for him because it played really well here in the U.S. Uh, Over in the U.K., it didn't play well. But over there, over here, we were like, oh, yeah, he's from Scotland, apparently. Or there's some Scottish, like, connection or something, you know, so... (laughs) Yeah, great. he was like, I don't know if you guys watch the press conference. In the press conference, he's like, "Oh, my mother was from here, and we used to send her here with the maid to go to." And he named a place there. She was born over there, and she loves Scotland, and yada yada yada, Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. And I was like, "Okay, okay." Yeah. Well, he and I share something in common then, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you gentlemen knew, but you're both but- liars about Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I am descended from Scottish royalty, gentlemen. Oh? Yes. It can be traced back through uh, proof that I may furnish upon request um, that I am related to King Malcolm III of Scotland from roughly 1,000 years ago. Oh, God. Behold. Wait, I you see. Showing, showing us your royal merkin? Yes. Um, what, uh, <laughs> what, what, isn't there, let me, this is a question that, that, well, none of us probably know. Is there still Scottish royalty? I know there was a Scottish king at one time, you know, the, the queen sits on his, his, his cock. Well, no, his stone, the stone of the Scottish, I forgot what it's called. It's called the something stone. It's like the stone of the stone of leadership or something, but it sits it sits either at her feet or under her 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 throne chair or whatever or maybe it's in a museum now but it well, it's her hold on scottish power it's like the ceremonial at, at one time it meant something but now i guess it doesn't mean something that much anymore but it, it's well, her hold on that apparently i just pulled up a wikipedia article list of scottish scottish monarchs okay and um it says the first monarch was Kenneth, whoever. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. The last monarch was someone just simply named Anne. A-N-N-E. It was formed in the year 843. And it was abolished on the 1st of May, 1707. So, they don't have it anymore. That's too bad. That's that. I will take it as my solemn duty... And allegiance to the great nation of Scotland to reinstate um, the monarch's rule. Seconded. Yeah, yeah. Majority wins. <laughs> yep. 
the motion carries. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, I like it. I, I love well, how the... Evan, as long as you as long as you can get us into the Royal Bank of Scotland, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and see the gold, no problem, whatever. No, but it, it sounds like all the, <laughs> it's all, it sounds like all the all the uh, Scottish monarchs were like metal workers, you know. <laughs> it's like Malcolm Brennan, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, I work for Local uh, Thirty Eight, blue collar. Folk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll have me a Guinness after work, you know. <laughs> oh man. So Evan, uh, who who informed you of this? Your dad? Um, my dad, but he forwarded me an email from his sister, who has been doing genealogy for our family for ten years or so. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say he got a he got an email from a yeah, yeah. from a whatever king <laughs> <laughs> who just needed some some advanced money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. From a uh, God, what's his name? What a Nigerian prince or some shit or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I was gonna reference the movie The Last King of Scotland, which has nothing to do with Scotland at all. That is correct. Um, that has uh, your boy with the with the crazy eye. Yeah, it's, I was trying to think of his name, but I couldn't remember. James, what's his name? I can only remember the real guy's name. What's Gotti's Gotti's dad's name or whatever? <laughs> oh, uh, EDME. Ghost Dog. Yeah, but what's the actor's name? Oh, oh, God. With a lazy eye. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. yeah, there we go. There you go. We're cousins. Yeah, it's called the Stone of Scone. <laughs> That's what's what, is, what is called the Stone of Scone? The, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the, or, or also known as the Stone of Destiny, also refer, um, Often referred to in England as the Coronation Stone, it's an oblong block, or, sandstone, uh, or known as the Loom of Fate. Was no, no. <laughs> was used Sorry, was used for centuries uh, in the coronation of monarchs of Scotland and later the monarchs of England. So yeah, they, they like kind of confiscated this. Um, it was dropped on their heads. Well, no, they they sat on it when they were when they were whatever. They sat the, the you know the monarchs sat on it and it's. Now the stone is in England because that's like saying, "Hey, you're our bitches now, and we're gonna run your shit." So yeah, and there was a big Hufflepuff about it before, you know, um, like a what? A what, James? Uh, Hufflepuff? A Slytherin? A Slytherin? A massive Slytherin? A Slytherin? A Hufflepuff? There were three Slytherins worth of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a there was a big big hubbub about it and uh about its <laughs> about its ownership and how Scotland wanted it back but it's like the it's the it's the power it's 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 like the thing the ceremonial thing that gives England the right of rule you know so i assume mm-hmm. I, i'm honestly excited if these countries leave uh leave the uk i'm so excited to see what the flag looks like like that will just pump me up. I want to see what that flag. I want to see if they change the flag and like redact the Scottish colors, redact the Irish colors. Like, what are they going to do? Like the the English flag will just be like a white a white and red cross. That's what it is right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had they had their own flag. Yeah, so yeah, they have their own flag, but there will be no more United Kingdom flag. Like the Union Jack, the flag that we all know because we're all ignorant Americans as the flag of England or the United Kingdom, which in America, I'll be honest. I don't even understand the distinction between saying England and saying the United Kingdom. Well, 
I'm glad you or asked. Great if you look at the if if, <laughs> if you look at the uh, the show notes, I put a link, uh, something called Map, that will explain your question. Map. Yep. Okay. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Oh, that's very helpful, Evan. You're you're welcome. You get the gold star. So the British Isles is everything. The United Kingdom is Northern Ireland and everything else minus the Republic of Ireland. Ireland is all of Ireland, including Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And Great Britain is Scotland, England, and Wales. So what will happen is Great Britain and the United Kingdom will see. But then Scotland, England, and Wales have their own flags? Yeah, each country has their own flags. They do. So they're each a country? Yes. So Great Britain is not a country. Correct. It's a you could, you could call it a region. It's but it's ruled. Everything in Great Britain is ruled by well, not everything, but it's ruled by England. The Queen, uh, the Queen Mother, by the Queen Mother. Everything in the United Kingdom, yes, is ruled by England. That's how it works. Now, did you know that the uh, hmm. you mentioned the Union Jack? Did you know it's called? It's only called the Union Jack when it's on. A seaborne ship. Really? When it's on land, it is the Union flag. Huh. I didn't know that. Someone play the more you know thing. Yeah. Okay. Or just... Na, 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 na. No. No, the... Uh, what's the thing from um, that... Would you like to know more? Yeah. <laughs> from Starship Troopers. I was thinking of uh, the Reading Rainbow oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. James is thinking of Starship yeah. Troopers. Take a look. Become a That's citizen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know more? It's like, it's like. Hey, that's that's pretty relevant. Yeah. One world government, huh? Dude, so what's gonna? Mm-hmm. So this is like really funny. I know we're like way off topic here, but it's really funny how this country is because like basically they have the constitutional monarchy, but their rule over these other countries is all based upon yes, the constitution now, but really. The core of it is is the monarchy is why they can still rule these places. Like that's how the whole that that's the way the right this constitution says, Yeah, we rerule them, you know, because sometime a long time ago England sent a bunch of soldiers in there to frickin' ass rape these other little countries. It's pretty yeah. crazy. <clears throat> well, that's just like the that's why I'm I'm so it's so confusing to me that and then the other like I was saying before, the Commonwealth countries, like Jamaica or Australia or Canada, like they're still considered part of the UK, but not really. I don't believe that. I mean, they have they have the Queen on their money, all of them. Um, like let's see, let's look at Canada real quick here. Who who owns New Zealand? Nobody. Are they an offshoot they, of Australia? They own themselves, they, I believe. No, New Zealanders. Aren't they? Are they a UK? Uh, they Commonwealth? No, no, no. no they're, they're called. They're called Kiwis. The Kiwi government. That doesn't mean anything. They're called James. Kiwis, man. They got a Kiwi in their. Yeah, Kiwis Canadians are, are called Canucks. They must be their own thing. Get the no, hell out no, of they're just they own, say Kiwis. Kiwis are actual. Animals. Yeah, and the, and they're on their. Let's see. So they have they have the Union Jack or the Union flag in the corner of their flag. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Ownership. Um, yeah, the their and the term is New Zealander or Kiwi, as you say. Mm-hmm. See, their mo- get this their their monarch is Elizabeth II. Even now, there you go. Yeah, 
So are they part of the European Union? Union? No. no. They're a Commonwealth uh. nation. So they're like they're like Canada or Australia. Is Canada still a Commonwealth nation? Yes. Jesus. How many territories are in Canada? Uh, we're, we're turning this into a geography podcast. What about, <laughs> what about, wait, what about the French Canadians? Aren't it? they pissed that they that that England is fucking still running the show? Vive le Quebec! They, isn't they're it, isn't it three territories, uh, Evan? No, it's going to be like seven. Well, there's Manitoba. provinces and there's territories. Oh, okay. They're different. Dude, we should. You know, we should take Nunavut our podcast. Is a province or a territory? Territory. We should take our podcast on the road, go to Quebec, and stand on the corner of a busy town and interview people. Say, how do you feel about your queen? How do you feel about your queen? How do you feel about your queen? <laughs> I bet they'd love that, huh? Yeah, look right here. Canada is a federal parliamentary democracy and a constitutional monarchy, with Queen Elizabeth II being the head of state. That doesn't make Did sense. Did you know that she has veto powers? <laughs> She Does doesn't she? have a driver's license. But she has veto powers. She doesn't have a passport either. She yeah. doesn't need one. What for? She's she's she's. Her. You know those regular regular <laughs> rules don't apply to those people, right? It's like she's the one who issues them. Yeah, so she, she yeah. can't vote. She can't. I mean, she 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 has. She's not registered. None of them are registered to vote on anything. Hmm. So you say she has veto yeah. powers, like in in, uh, in parliament. What? She she oh. part of a constitutional monarchy is. She can veto. She can like, like basically, like David Cameron. They they go to her, and they kind of like it's a ceremony, not ceremonial, but it's like kind of a nice thing. But they go to her and say, "Hey, we're thinking about going to war. What do you think?" And she's like, "Okay, well, do what you think is best." And that's what she says ninety percent of the time. But I think in her lifetime, she's used her veto powers like four or five times. So she vetoed in nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety nine, or something, going into Iraq. Um, she mm-hmm. vetoed that. She's like, nope, we're not doing that. And they can't do it. This is like done. Like, like she has like, and there apparently there's a lot of people who don't like that she has that veto power. Um, she doesn't, she has not abused it, but she does have it. Can she, uh, issue executive no. orders? Like do no. the opposite. Okay. So she can only say no. Yeah. She can say no. Hmm. She can give her stuff her blessing, but she can't say, she can't come and say, oh, I think we should do this. Like she could give David Cameron a nudge. And say, hey, I think, what about if you did this? But she's not so locked into political back and forth that if she said that, it would matter. Or that she even knows a lot about that stuff. It's not like she's like in the, it's not like she gets on the fucking hotline with, with Obama and is like, what do you think, bro? You know, are you smoking cools out in the Rose like, Garden right now? You know, <laughs> she's like, so what's up, Barry? Let me, let me ask you this question. Yeah. <laughs> cools. That's funny, yeah, James. He likes cools. Especially coming smokes. from you. Whatever she was, did he smoke cools or Newports? I thought it was cools. Maybe it's Newports. I thought it was cools too. Yeah, I thought it was cools. Okay, I didn't. I never saw what he what he yeah, smoked. I, so I know I it was know. menthols. <laughs> we both know it was menthols. You know yeah. What <laughs> 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 Fucking guy, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, he probably didn't smoke menthols at all, or cools, or Newports. But we've all assumed it because <laughs> we're all racist, <laughs> including me. <laughs> What does Obama smoke? There. As a DC resident, does he smoke weed? He probably no. does. You don't no, think so? No, no, no. He will. He's staying in DC so his kids can stay at the same schools. So he definitely will. I wonder if he'll go back oh to Chicago. God. 
Who wants to go to Chicago? Oh, Chicago's a murder capital of the United States right now. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it's horrible. It smells too. Stinks like a sewer. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, honestly, I think the whole queen shit is cool. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, I wish another major country had a king or a queen ruling it, like for reals. You know, not this constitutional mar- constitutional monarchy shit. They not well, a major com- not I don't a know, major it, country. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, the Netherlands, they have a queen. No, she's not ruling anything. And the king, it's, it's constitutional monarchy. I think. Hmm. I'm not sure. So you mean a functioning a, king? I I personally believe one of the best forms of government is a benevolent dictator. Well. I think you're right, but uh, the, the question, the thing is, how do you keep a benevolent dictator benevolent? And I think the best form of government is a military junta. So there you go. Junta? <laughs> a what? <laughs> That's what they have in uh, Burma until until very recently. Was that martial law? It's pretty much a bunch of generals running the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now now supposedly there it's not. You know, like they had a they actually had a vote and all this shit and. They said, all right, all right, all right, we're done, we're done, you know? We're done, we're going to have people in there, you know, you're going to elect them, it's going to be great. It's like we're going to bring people into Burma, <laughs> fucking, you can talk to them, you can see yep. them, exactly. they'll have keys and friends and credit cards, they will be people. Pretty don't much. Kill, don't and, kill and them. And actually, get this, uh, the the most interesting thing that I think, so they, they had a, basically they voted on a new constitution, right? So they got a new constitution. And but get this written into the constitution, it says this exact person by name can never be president of the country. And the the name is the person who's been the main opposition leader of the uh, military government. You know, she's the one who's been opposing them for like thirty years. Wow. Oh. They're like, yeah, she can't be the president. It's in the constitution. <laughs> wow. Wait. Yeah. Hold a grudge. <laughs> it's like anyone else can be the president, but she can't. Like, okay. So that's that's uh you've probably heard her heard her name or at least seen it once. An Song Suki. Nope. No? Okay, so Bahrain. They have a they're a they're a mixed uh Isn't Saudi Arabia like mixed that? Monarchy. King? Mixed constitutional and real. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Brunei, absolute. It's an absolute monarchy. And that yeah. guy's supposed to be the biggest hoser yeah. in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, but how big is that country? It's tiny. I mean, it's... Um, the Sultanate. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Sultanate yeah. of Oman. That's absolute monarchy. The state of Qatar, absolute monarchy. Saudi Arabia, absolute monarchy. Kingdom. Kingdom, the kingdom of Swaziland, absolute. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't there anything in Africa? I was like, that's in Africa, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Vatican, of course, is an absolute monarchy. Wow! Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Did you know the Vatican has the highest uh, per capita crime rate in the world? Because there's there's really quite a small number of crimes, but the population is like. 500 <laughs> that they're still the highest that's funny so like 10 people commit crimes but there's only yeah. like 600 dudes there so it doesn't matter 
Yeah. So it throws the stats off. Oh, yeah. Mike, Michael's fa- here's Michael's favorite place: the Sovereign Military Order of Malta. Ha ha! It's small. His Majesty, His Majesty, E H. I don't know what that stands for. Prince and Grand Master Matthew Festing. <laughs> Fucking what? E-H must be that must be a title yeah. like something honorable or something yeah. I don't know here you guys don't know anything about this but I'm going to read this off to you um, isn't that a, in a building yeah it's in a building like surrounded by <laughs> Italy so surrounded by yeah. Rome or something that's hilarious Are you going to read their constitution? Here we go. Are you going to sing no, no. their their uh, national? I'm going to read to this to you just because you so you can hear this. This is what's their salute. This is a t- I don't know their salute. It's probably <laughs> you know the yeah, salute. I, I know. I was going to say you know it's what it's like. <laughs> oh, that's good. James, what's uh, what's going I'm, on? I'm looking for it here. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, uh, okay. This one is a pretty good one, and I'm going to read it out of order because I don't know it completely. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read it out of order because I can't find it. I saw it listed in the thing here. Let me see if I can find it in order. I just feel like this is a really good one. Um. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Daenerys Storborn of the House of Targaryen, first of her name, Queen of the Andals, the Rodenar of the First Men, Lady of the Seven Kingdoms, the Protector of the Realm, the Unburnt, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that the Queen of England? No, man. <laughs> no, it's from Game of Thrones. Jesus Christ on a cracker. <laughs> Who is it? It's from Game of Thrones, dude. Amelia Clark. It's the chick from the, the, the smoking hot blonde chick from Game of Thrones. She's not blonde at all. I've never seen Game of Thrones, so I wouldn't know what that yeah, is. Yeah. But okay. It's, yeah, it's from Game of Thrones. But she has a great title. And they Fair occasionally enough. read the whole thing out. And I'm just like, it's like like the like seven minutes, you know, it's like blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. What would Christian Bale have to say about that business oh, card? God, he'd love it. He'd love it. Like the texture. Oh, the off white coloring. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that lemongrass? Oh my god, the shade. <laughs> yeah, he'd love it. Um, okay, well let's 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 try to get back on. Should we like yeah, move on, on to something? Let's try to do anything. I'll talk about anything else other than Great Britain and their debacles. Right. Okay. Um, Sounds good. iOS ten. Where's the fuck? Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. So, um, iOS ten was uh, an early sort of developer preview was uh, released, and it was revealed that its kernel was not encrypted, even after all the the hubbub about, um, you know, FBI, Apple, encryption, 
give me your shit, no, fuck you, whatever. So, apparently the reason for this uh, is because the kernel itself contains no sensitive, you know, user data or anything. But a second part is also, because it's not encrypted, it will allow, unfortunately good and bad, people to get into the kernel and find possible... Uh, security holes, which is very similar to like open source software, which allows the community to look at the source code, look for security holes, vulnerabilities, etc., and either fix them or just get back um, to the manufacturer so they can fix them and make the whole product more secure in general. Yeah, I think this Could is a this good be thing, their to purpose? be honest. Yeah. Could this what do you be mean? the purpose of why they did it, or was it, was it just so? I mean, Apple is traditionally very closed, so is it a bungle? Or well, um, no, they said they did it okay. on purpose. Okay. Yeah, they did it on purpose. In previous versions, um, I think they did encrypt the kernel, which just made it harder for people to, for you know, altruistic people to to try and help and find uh, security flaws and report. Do they them. need our help? I mean, has Apple traditionally needed people to say... They don't need our help. No, no, no one needs our help. But, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I've, I mean, as much as I hate Apple, it's very rare that you hear, oh, Apple security flaw does this, that, and the other thing, you know? So do they really need someone to... Do they need to open their kernel for people to see? I think this isn't a mistake. I think this is like... I don't think this is on purpose. I think it was a fucking bungle. Or they did it so that... So they did it so that they can have... Um, a free, they can freely say, "Oh, the FBI was able to get into your phone because they hacked our, they got the open kernel that we that we did on purpose, and they did something bad with it, you know." And they can later on use this as their excuse as to why their thing's not secure, or or why. Um, I don't think do it's that because I mean, governments or government employees would would have to be searching for, you know, they're going to search through the same source code that, you know, every, anyone else would. So if the community finds a flaw, then an Apple can patch it, then the government is locked out of that themselves. So overall, I think they're, they're leaning more towards like open source community effort. Yeah. um, I think this for at least this, everything else is still encrypted. Yeah. This is, this is a good thing. Like, this is... I don't see a downside to this, personally. Like, the whole, you know, oh, let's keep it under wraps. That's just, you know, security through obscurity. Yeah. And that's... That doesn't usually work out in the long run. Well, no, because so. they're, they're huge now. So, you know, it doesn't work anymore. But I, I'm just surprised they did it, honestly. It seems very unapple to all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, we want to help. Well, you to help us. Well, see, a lot of their stuff is actually... I mean, a lot of their stuff is not open source, but a lot of their stuff actually is. Um, like Mac OS X, which they're renaming Mac OS now. I guess I guess it was called OS X, and now they're renaming it just Mac OS, um, starting with the new version that's going to coming out this fall. So they call the OS. So obviously, okay. So there's Mac OS, but there's also iOS, and then Watch OS and blah. They're all based on the same thing, right? They're all based on one common core OS. Um, now, the the OS itself, they'll say, yeah, it's closed source, but it has open source components, you know? So a lot of their stuff actually is 
open source. Like, you know, in, in OS ten you have Apache and you have a bash and you have this and you have that. All that stuff's right, open right, source, right. you know? So they have a lot of open source stuff already in use. Now I'm not sure if their kernel the kernel in OS ten is actually open source or not. Um I know their OS is based on FreeBSD. So I don't know if they're just using like the FreeBSD kernel and they modified it slightly or what, but I think it's a heavily modified uh, BSD kernel, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if it's open source or not myself. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Definitely. Yep. And I mean, the the whole court case got so much hate against the uh, the FBI that uh, I think they'll they'll have a solid community supporting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Now and and for a long time you could actually download. I'm not sure if you still can, um, but Apple used to provide downloads of the open source part of the OS that you could actually download and run. Um, and it was, I mean, you could actually run it as an OS, and it was just a, um, it was just, uh, but it was command line only. And that's and actually, yeah, it looks like it's still available. It's called, um, they just call it Darwin. Oh, yeah. I thought the Darwin was just like a file, their file explorer. No, that's the finder. Oh, okay. So, yeah, according to, I'm just pulled up the Wikipedia article. Darwin is an open source Unix operating system released by Apple Inc. in 2000. Blah, 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 blah. It is derived from code made by Apple as well as from Next Step, BSD, and other blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so you can actually download this and, and take a look at it if you want, and it's it's open source. So, kind of neat. The website's actually opensource.apple.com. Very cool. Yeah, so, something else. You could, you could download this and run it. You could put it in a VM, do whatever you want, even on a throw, PC, it doesn't matter. Throw commands at it, whatnot. <laughs> oh. So many commands. <laughs> like literally dozens. Yep. And actually I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the show notes. I'm just gonna put Darwin here. Not to be confused with the Darwin Awards. That is something yeah. else. Yes. Um and the the cool thing here, the thing I like about Darwin is their little logo is kind of funny. It's uh it's you a can't, dolphin, right? You can't see it on the Apple open source page, but on the the Wikipedia page it's a you know, the, there's the BSD demon. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's a little squirrel-looking guy with a oh, little okay. hat and a and a trident. Nice. I thought it was a dolphin for some reason. Or maybe that's a... I don't know what that is. Maybe is it's dolphin a... there, uh, Gooey? There's a dolphin in there somewhere. Dolphin? No, there's um. <laughs> there's Darwin and there's... A, oh, it's a... I'm sorry. Their their mascot is a is actually a platypus. Oh my god! Get the fuck out of here. God's greatest yeah. creation <laughs> of leftover parts. A platypus is a great great animal. Um, Noble, but and proud. Um, no, they're Evan. Their their graphical stuff is called Aqua. Okay. And and they used to have quartz. I don't know if they still have that. Um, but yeah, it's usually called Aqua. So, anyway, 
Did you know that the first specimens of of platypi uh, to be presented to the to the scientific community were assumed to be fakes? That's funny. Yeah, because it was it's such a ridiculous animal. They thought someone like took a beaver and sewed something on, sewed a bill, a duck bill onto it. <laughs> well, I mean, it does look like a ridiculous animal. Yeah. And I, I'm sure I've seen one in real life at some point, like at the zoo or something, but I don't, I don't remember. But I'm sure if I saw one, I'd be like, "Jeez." <laughs> I have uh, no idea. I don't think so. Platypus. Let's see. Do you know uh, giant tortoises were endangered for uh, a while? This is couple couple centuries ago um because they were so delicious what animal is this the giant tortoise uh, really tortoise meat. yeah like where you would go on an expedition capture some and word got out i don't know why they started eating them but they were like this is the best meat ever so like none of them made it back <laughs> oh yeah i did see that i did read that somewhere that's funny i mean it's not really that funny but <laughs> It's like, man, we couldn't help ourselves. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, I'm reading here about the platypus. The platypus is its conservation status the is least concerned. Oh, okay, so they're open season. So, so they're yeah, they're a menace. Yeah. And they're only located in one place, the eastern side of Australia. Oh, bald eagles are off the list too, man. There, those are open season, man. Nice. Get me a couple of those. Beak, beak. <laughs> I don't think there's any meat in the beak. No, nah, man, it's the James. fleshy stuff connected to the beak. It's that tissue. Boil the beak down, get some of that yeah, tender right, juice. That's right, man. It's some of the, the beak broth, man. It's all about the beak broth. Put it over oh, some noodles. Yes. Yeah. Beak broth. Oh. Yeah, and the, apparently the beak broth will fill your beak with power. It's a great yeah. uh, when for, for sex time. When eaten out of a turtle shell... Ooh. Then you kick it up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> using using uh, baked stork legs ah! as chopsticks. <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> Couldn't be worse. With some some shaved antelope uh, antlers Ugh. as a as a as a topping. Ugh. Just just grate them like, right like, on like there. someone would a Parmesan cheese at a nice Italian restaurant. And I was like, would you mm-hmm. like a little antelope, uh, a little antelope shaving? He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, got some like crazy, like, or maybe he's got a power sander, brings it to the table. He's like, all right. <laughs> and he like shaves down. Everyone's covered with this freaking horrible dust and burning bone. You're like, ah. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, it was worth it. <laughs> it's almost as good as the, the spice yeah. weasel. It's like, <laughs> Hit him with the spice people. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. Knock it up That's a few right. notches. You know that that reminds me of uh, the whole eating cinnamon thing. Yeah, and, I, and when Rick did that, oh yeah, <laughs> it was coming out of his nose. Oh boy, yeah, that was. Like he took a drink from the bottle, and the bottle was brown yeah. water because the cinnamon backwashed. Jesus, it's fucking gross. Ugh. 
<laughs> all right, so good challenge. Right. So okay, so back on back on target here. Uh, iOS 10 kernel. It's unencrypted, meaning you can look at it. You know, good thing. I think it's a good thing. I'm glad. All right, what do we got next here? Uh, something called Widevine. Okay, so Widevine is uh, Google's um, streaming video, uh, like a D, like it's like their DRM platform. I'm like not. I'm being very general because I didn't look up Widevine. I just saw it in conjunction. Oh, that's right. That's Google's DRM uh, for uh, streaming for streaming for video. video. Um, so basically, yep. there's not a problem with Widevine, but there's a problem with Chrome and Chromium browsers that allows it that makes it so that when you like go on Netflix and watch a video, it will it will when it goes to route the video to the browser, it it doesn't check to see that the video is actually only in the browser. So with the right kind of software, which they don't list here, you can take the video and just record it, you know, in its full HD glory, you know, and that's from any streaming any of these streaming video services. They use Netflix as an example, but it sounds like it'd be for any service that uses that Chrome works with because it doesn't. It doesn't. It, Widevine has nothing to do with. It. They're just saying that this interrupts Widevine. It, it catches it before it gets to Widevine, and Widevine doesn't know that the browser hasn't checked to see if it's only playing here. Um, so they don't. They don't say how this works, and they haven't released any details on it. They're waiting for to see if it gets fixed, and uh, once it gets fixed, they will or gets patched. They will announce how they did it more than likely but really interesting so if you want to get some stuff some uh some video now's the time to go on the dark web and learn how to do this from a russian guy named uh yevgeny um so you can get some movies interesting article worth hmm. a check i wonder if the bug has something to do with like negating a certain check and then saying oh instead of streaming uh cache it to this location and then it saves the whole fucking thing to a folder on That'd your hard awesome. drive or something. It probably it might. It just might. It just might because it doesn't. It doesn't check to see if it goes. The, in the article, they kind of imply that it goes to the browser, but there's no check to see if it goes only to the browser. But maybe it circumvents the whole thing, and yeah, it does what you said. Like that'd be interesting too. I mean, if it doesn't check to see if it goes to the only to the browser, then there's. I don't see why you couldn't just route the whole file somewhere. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's any really good screen capture software where it doesn't matter. You just capture the whole screen and get oh, the I'm movie. Sure I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's really good stuff out there. Oh, it's definitely. I mean, that. you can get 720p with uh, what's his face. Uh, what's it call it? Um, what's that one that I used for for streaming video games? Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Uh, but the the the, the software, the client side software. So the o- OBS. OBS OBS will give you 720p. So yeah, um, it's I mean if you have a, a fast enough system and a good enough hard drive and lots of RAM, you should be able to do that no problem. Um, what's the, what's the screen capture software that everyone uses besides? Oh, Snagit, right? Snagit's the one that comes well, with Windows. But there's oh, Cam's, not Cam's. No, no, no. Snagit is not the one that comes with Windows. Yeah. Oh, there, there's Snagit. There's Snippet comes yeah. with Windows. The Snippet tool. Yeah, I don't know if it's still a thing. Snagit, of course. There's Camtasia. Used to be a thing. Yeah, Camtasia. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking of, Evan. That's that's the Fraps more gangster version of, thing. of Snagit. Cam, Cam, yeah. Camtasia's yeah. pretty good too. That will. Yes, Camtasia yeah, would do it. Would it. Definitely do it. I mean, 
And that's still yeah. floating around. I only know about that because we, we had people at work who needed that. Um, so, yeah, that would definitely do it. I mean, that's not a free piece of software, and no, it's not cheap it's either. It's a thing. But, it's still out there. People, people are still using it. But, yeah. So, you could you could do it. It's just, you know. I mean, because obviously it has to be get decrypted at some point. you got to be able to look yeah. at it, right? So Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the Blu-rays and DVDs, you know. they gotta, you got to be able to look at it on the TV, right? right. So, you got to decrypt it at some point. Just set up a really nice DSLR camera, like a foot in front of your monitor <laughs> as they record. Right. Super exactly. ghetto. That wouldn't surprise me. People haven't exactly. tried that. I mean, people will do, they're trying anything and everything. So it would, none of that mm-hmm. would surprise me. Um, one thing I just want to throw in here real quick that's unrelated, but I saw this story at the bottom of that article. Apparently, they use computer algorithms to, to, to determine sentencing for uh, repeat offenders and determine whether you're going to be a repeat offender. And they've been doing it for about 10 years in Wisconsin. I did not know this was a thing. I'm, like, super shocked by the whole concept of of this. And I'd love to know if the software has really come far enough to be relied on to, at that level. I love the application. It's and interesting. It's really interesting, but I'm just kind of shocked by it. I'll read more about that, and maybe we can talk about it next week if it's really a thing. Uh, but I just saw the article. I thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep that in mind for yeah, I'll uh, next time. I'll put the link time. in the show notes so everyone else can read it if they want. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So let's move on to the next story here. This one uh, is one I heard about on another uh, podcast, actually. So I'm kind of stealing from them, but that's okay. Um, the story is one-time passwords sent via SMS or intercepted. Okay. So what this basically means is, so on a lot of websites now, like you can set this up on Google if you want, like you log into your Google account and then it'll send you a code, it'll text you a code, like let's say a four digit or a six digit code, and then to log into the website, not only do you need your username and your password, but you also need this code. And the and the theory is, you know, this is a second factor of authentication, no one else should have your cell phone, Right. So they should not have your username and password and your cell phone. So they send you the code, you type in the code, and you know the code's only good for a certain amount of time, usually. Maybe maybe 30 seconds, maybe 5 minutes, I don't know. Um, but then you type it in, and then you're in the website. Um, another thing the codes are used for is a lot of times to reset an account. So let's say you forgot your password on Facebook, you can say, hey, Facebook, you know, I forgot my password. And they'll say, okay, we sent uh, a code to your, to your, uh, you know, we texted you a code. Type in that code here on the website, and then you can just, so you type in the code on the website that they send you, and then you can uh, just type in a new password. They'll say, okay, great, you know, create a new password. So that's how they verify you. So it turns out these security researchers uh, from Positive Technologies they were able to intercept SMS. So they were inter- able to intercept text messages being sent to people and so in the process able to hack, get into people's accounts. Jesus. So they describe it as a vulnerability in something called the SS7 protocol. The SS7 protocol is 
the protocols used in our telephone system for how to you know create a phone call send and receive a text message this and that so um, local number portability etc a cool et piece of uh, phone call fo- technology okay yes <laughs> mhm yeah exactly. it's completely got overlooked nobody nobody even thought this is the kind of out of box stuff that you love to hear in the security world because it's like like you know something that nobody would have ever thought about checking like could you intercept mm-hmm. it this way you know how is that related to who you're dealing with no it's not related to them at all it's like the vulnerability at the phone level it's pretty interesting yeah it's completely like yeah. out of band you know it's completely different um code name icebreaker <laughs> yeah exactly so pretty interesting uh i put in the show notes and a link to this article and then i also put a link to the uh to uh SS7, a link on Wikipedia that kind of talks about what is... It's called Signaling System Number 7, or SS7. So, kind of interesting. Um, you know, and, and I've actually heard this for a while, that our our cell phones, you know, are, are vulnerable, you know, in one way or another. And this just, obviously, this just confirms it. I mean... Um, you know, we think if we... Oh, if we make a phone call, it's it's supposedly it's encrypted, you know? Like, you know, from, from my phone to the tower, let's say, it's encrypted. But I think it's pretty, from what I understand, it's pretty weak encryption. So it can be intercepted. Um, and as you can see here, obviously they can intercept text messages. So not to, you know, d- d- no way you should consider those secure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Um, I think the only secure things really are, are secure email, which almost no one uses, you know, using either PGP or SMIME or something. Confide and, uh, right, you'd have uh, to use something like that. App. You'd have to use one of these apps like Confide WhatsApp. or maybe yeah. WhatsApp if you turn on the, well, the, the encryption's already on, but you got to turn on the little thing. you got to turn on the option in the settings that notifies you if, if uh, you know, like the certificate changes or something. Because then it's then that could be indicated man in the middle attack. So, but that setting's not on by default. So of course, 99% of the users aren't going to turn that on. Um, supposedly iMessage is secure. You know, so that's like kind of like an Apple to Apple or iOS to iOS thing. Although you can also do it from a Mac to another Mac or from a Mac to an iOS device. Um, supposedly that's secure. Although I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't trust that either. Because Apple can probably decrypt those if they really wanted to. Um, they claim, you know, they claim it's secure and everything, but I don't know. So anyway, just uh, something to, something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just thought that was an interesting story. Do you think there will ever be, um, say, native SMS encryption on phones? Like who who determines that? Is it the phone manufacturers, the providers, or what? The problem is there's, I think the the problem we have now is probably everything has to be backwards compatible, you know. Like if you could come out with a new phone today, like okay, this is the or a new standard, you know, you could come out with a new standard and say okay, you know, every every phone from Android 6.0 and up. 
and every phone from iOS 9.3 and up, you know, it'll work with this standard, right? And you could do that, and the carriers would could implement it. You know, Verizon could implement it, AT&T, everybody. But the problem is, they still have all these other users using flip phones and whatever the hell else. And I, you know, the first iPhones. I'm sure some asshole out there is still using the first iPhone ever made. That's still stuck on iOS 3.0 or uh-huh. some shit. <laughs> you know. Oh, whose phone? And yeah. same thing with Android whose phones. Phone did we see this weekend? Or huh? Last weekend, Michael. And you looked at the phone, and the phone was, the the OS was like something ridiculous. Oh, that was uh yeah, that was an i that was actually an iPad. Yeah, there you go, an iPad. But it was it was a, a second generation iPad. So the big iPad, second generation, it was an iPad two, and it was still on iOS six something. Was it on six? I it was six something. Yeah, I think it was on iOS yeah. six something. Uh, I, and I, so that thing had been sitting there at iOS yeah. six, working like crap. Um. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, it's working. You know, it's not working right. I'm like, well, what versions of OS? I go look up. I'm like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like it's like if someone brought you a computer and it's still running Windows XP. You know, it's like I mean, you bro. know these things. This that's the problem. You know, these devices are like, hey, um, there's an update. Hey, there's an update. Hey, there's an update. Hey, and you know, Apple devices. When you when you get to a certain level, and I mean, I don't know, iOS six may not have this feature, but I know my my iPhone five I have right now. When you get to a certain like certain level of denying it, it's like it pops up. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna install this update now. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Well, they they've gotten smarter with it now. Now they now they know they have to yeah. force people at some point. Because so. and that's what I think that's pretty much what Android yeah, phones Android's do like, now yeah, at this point happening. too. <laughs> it's like, bro, guess what? You're yeah. getting upgraded now. <laughs> Woohoo! Because otherwise, they know people yeah. aren't going to do it. I, I mean, I know? have a guy my a guy sit behind me. He has not he hasn't updated his phone in like four years. And I was like, why aren't you updating your Android? He's like, I like how it is right now. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I think he has like, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, I don't know, eggplant <laughs> or whatever the, you know, whatever the E one was. It wasn't eggplant. Eclair. Eclair? Yeah, I think he has a Claire or something. He's like really old, you know. Well, you know, you know, I still have that Nexus yeah. Seven, right? So whatever the hell OS is on that thing right now, which is the same OS than when we went down yeah. to Jamaica, it is unusable. Okay. The thing, like, I'll turn it off, you know, because it's unusable. Let it sit for a minute, turn it back on, and it'll boot up and everything, and it'll be okay for, like, a minute, and then something starts in the background, and then that's it. It's Uh game over. The thing is completely unusable, and it's on version 5 point something right now. Um, Whatever they did to it, they bungled the shit out of it. I hate to say this, but as much as I love Androids, I think that's how Android updates work. Like you update your phone, like maybe you have like every phone, every device you have has one update in it, where it's gonna be okay. Then after that, it's like the company. Is... Oh yeah, so like if it came with four, it might work up until yeah. six. And then once but you get to six, when you get to version seven, it's gonna well, start no, working I like think shit. When you get to six, it's gonna be like okay, you're in the life, Jack. It's gonna start working funny. It's set at six. Six is gonna be slow. At seven, it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about it. If you have yeah. five is your best update, and then you're after that you're hosed. And I think that's because I feel like they want you to freaking replace those phones. They don't want people to keep because people will walk around with a freaking flip phone. There's people walking around with flip phones now 
They've had them for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a guy in the gas station yesterday with a fucking flip phone. I was like, where this guy, what rock this guy crawl from under? Now, he was probably a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this probably was, it was a burner phone, he was like some burner track phone. But, you know, just saying that, you know, you can use track, the flip phones today and be fine. It does everything you want, you know, so. You know who uses a six to seven year old flip uh, phone? Your mother? Oh, there Correct. You go. And when she is not using it, it's off. Uh, yeah. It is off. Yeah. It is off. Yes, she turns it off. Why? Uh, I do not know. Did you ask her? I I don't think I've it's ever asked device. her. If I did, yeah, I mean it's like oh, so I'm not using it. Okay. That's what that generation did. With stuff. It's for her to call people, not for yeah. people to call her. Dude, that's why I have a cell phone. This fucking thing is for my convenience, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> Uh huh. What about that other cell phone you got? What the BlackBerry? That uh-huh. was issued to me because I was told to apply for it. I rarely use it. James, who issued you your phone? Um, they it was given to me so that I could support the users who have iPhones. Not not so oh, I could I be on a call. And matter of fact, for the first year I had it, or the first, I won't say year, but first nine months, most of the features didn't work. It was just basically a phone with email. Now, I think due to some clerical error or mistake, the hotspot, the unlimited hotspot works, and the other features <laughs> work. I, I've never had to use the hotspot for anything, but it does, it does work now. It completely works. Yeah. You know, if anything, That's, I've turned uh, it on a couple times. They probably just, they probably just turned it on because it's... Part of yeah, the thing now. Yeah, exactly. But, so, um, it's like part of the plan I mean, now I've or something. It to, for, I've used it so people could connect and get on the web to work when there's been outages, um, along with a few other hotspots. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not issued by your contracting company, though. No, issued by the U.S. government. Okay. Gotcha. So all your users now they don't have they don't have Blackberries anymore. A select few have iPhones. No one has Blackberries anymore in our office. <laughs> Some people have Blackberries. So most, as a matter of fact, I'd say it's it's kind of weird by the way the organization I work for. I mean, when I say organization, I mean the department of the government that I work for. Some people, it's basically a mixed bag. Like they say, hey, we're going to try out Androids. So they, so one group may try out Androids, and they're using Androids. Another group's like, yeah, we're trying out iPhones. I'm pretty sure we're the only group trying out iPhones. And everyone else has Blackberries. And then there's, I found out this other wackadoo group is now trying out Androids. Do you guys have CAC card readers? Or CAC readers, I should say? For the yes. iPhones. They're horrible. Yes. Do you have one? Is it by Thursby no, it, Systems? It's horrible. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Well, what's wrong with it? It's stupid. Do you have the one that's like a case? No, I have one that sticks in the bottom of the... It plugs board, into the yeah. bottom? Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Um, it's not bad. The concept of the build is nice. It's good build quality. And the concept of how it works is good. The problem is it doesn't work. It works with the Thursby browser, which is like it's like if you asked a metalwork company to build a part for your car, and they said, okay, to build it, we need to install this chip. They're like, okay, who built the chip? Was it built by Ford? No, no, we have a guy we hired on Craigslist who makes software for cars, and he flashed a ROM and made it himself. You're like, well, what's his background? Oh, well, 
you know, he used to make toys and now he does this thing. You know what I mean? And that's what it's like. It's like Thursby, they make cat card readers. They don't know how to make browsers. So the browser just is crap. It's just a bad browser. I'll show it to you. It's not a. It's just very bad. It like couldn't be worse. You know. It's yeah. You have to use that though to, to, to for the yeah. cat. That's the other problem. Yeah. You know that I wish that it worked outside of. I wish they would like. And the problem is the problem is. Other people would have to write apps yeah. that work with it. Well, That's you know, the here's the other thing, right? Apple doesn't give a shit about the U.S. government. Like they don't care. Um, and Android doesn't really care about the U.S. government. So for people who you want to use cat cards, you have to use these hinky third-party solutions that use a shitty browser with a horrible UI, and it just cuts the... It just kneecaps you, man. It just takes the legs right out of under any productivity or functionality. You know, if you want to go into certain mm-hmm. sites, you just can't use it on that, on that freaking tiny, crappy browser. Because it lacks too many options and functionality and everything else, it's not good. You know, mm-hmm. it's sad, honestly. You'll have to, you'll have to show that to I me will, next time. Uh, we're, uh... I will, I will, I, it's in a box. I will unpack the box and I'll hook it up and show it to you. <laughs> All right. Put the cool. cameras in That's a right. box. Correct. All right. So let's see. On with the show. So uh, what do we got here? Webcam insecurity. All right, so I put this in here. So this is a little thing, uh, again, I heard mentioned on another podcast. Uh, thank you, Mr. Steve Gibson. Uh, there, it's uh, fair use. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is, actually. It is. Um, they're, um, so they came across the story. Basically, on that, on that podcast, they've been talking about this a lot, where Internet of Things devices, IoT devices like... You know, that basically means devices that connect to the Internet that aren't a traditional computer, right? So it could be your toaster, could be your fridge, could be your doorbell, your your light bulbs, you know, whatever, right? Um, in this case, um, we're talking about a, a camera that you can install in your house or outside your house that connects probably to the Wi-Fi. And then you can look at it, you know, either from your computer or you can look at it from your phone. Maybe you download an app and log into the app and then you can see uh, whatever's streaming from your camera. So it turns out this user, this guy, he bought a camera. I think it was a Netgear. You know, he bought it, set it up, everything, decided for whatever reason he didn't like it. Um, And he returned it, right? He returned it to, you know, Best Buy or Micro Center or wherever he bought it. I don't know where he bought it. But to use the camera, he had to register, like, on Netgear's website or something, right? Like, they have a specific website for these cameras, I guess. So he returned it and then didn't think about it. Later, he got an automated email from from that system, and he was like, oh. You know, and, like, he kind of forgot about it. And basically, the long story short is, someone else now bought that camera. I'm kind of surprised the company, they resold them, but that's fine. Um... Someone else bought the camera, and now he can look at the feed from that camera. Even though he's not, now he's not the the person, you know. And this is assuming that the other user now has set up the camera, and they registered it on the same website, and they can obviously see it, because they haven't taken the camera down. And the guy put up a link, and he's like, yeah, here's here's the camera. Everyone check it out. (laughs) So... 
And it's like someone's house or something, you know? It's like inside someone's house. So, so the manufacturer makes you register but doesn't keep track of any of the registrations like in a database and, and check to see if they're multiple? Right, exactly. So, you know, I think you register just with the serial number of the camera. And, you know, I could put in the serial number from your camera, Evan, at your house, and it'll just let me, it'll say, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> you know, it won't say, oh, this is already registered or something, you know? Awesome. So, now, supposedly, they're they're working on a fix for that, right? But, yeah, for the moment, this particular one is still vulnerable to that. Um, now, of course, this is just one manufacturer and one model of camera. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that are, that have the same kind of thing going on, you know, like either from Linksys, from, you know, any of these other generic ones you can probably buy from Amazon or wherever. Mm-hmm. So, yep, just a lot of this IoT stuff is just not, it's not, they don't think about security like at all when they set them up, you know? Or they think about it a little bit, and they're like, oh, that's good enough, you know? And they, yeah. don't, they don't really, like, they're not trying hard enough, you know? <laughs> it costs too much money. It, I'm sure it does, yeah. So, so be James, careful when you're dealing with these things. When you set up your raccoon trail cams, as we were talking about earlier, uh, make the right choice in, in well, picking your mine, camera. What I want to set up will probably be something more along the lines of a full open source solution like a video camera server and then cameras wi-fi cameras that can link up to that particular system you know that are you know i'm looking for something i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use something that involves an external service to manage it like another website or some company i'm looking for something that i can that's behind mm-hmm. a firewall and that i can just link to through you know security on my end from end to end like through my uh, whatever you know, or if I, or if there's an app that works with something local that connects locally and not through any other system. Like I don't, I don't want to be managed. I don't need like all these sites, all these like systems that people are coming up with. They're like, oh yeah, you log into our website and set it up, and like you don't need to do that. You know, they could make something that runs on your local computer, and your local computer just manages the files, and you just, you know, if anything, you use their system to upload video to, but that's it. You know, or I could just upload to my Google Drive. I mean, if you wanted to. Oh. So. It's security versus convenience, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I'd rather have a nice, in clo- a closed-in system that I can manage all all aspects of it, and it's behind my firewall, and not like I mean, I have a Shodan account, and we've talked about Shodan before. Shodan, you can go to like so many camera camera things. It's nuts, mm-hmm. you know. And you could like I've thrown passwords at these things. There's no like lockout timer. You wanted to try to brute force it or something, you could. You know, I'm sure most... Yeah, and a lot of these cameras, you know, they have default accounts yeah, on like them. Admin, admin. Um, like admin, admin, or whatever. And either people don't change them, or or they don't even yeah. know it's there. <laughs> you know? Um, or, or it's burned into the firmware, and there's no way to change yeah. it. You know? I mean, people put mm-hmm. this stuff up, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, this is all I need to do, you know? Um, yeah, there's... Do you remember... I don't know if either of you guys remember, but back in the day... You know, uh, and for those who don't know, all of us at one time or another worked at CompUSA. That's where I met Michael. That's where I met Evan. So at CompUSA, there was a guy, a store downstairs that had a Wi-Fi security camera 
This is back in the heyday, early days of Wi-Fi security cameras. And that camera wasn't encrypted or anything like that. So we could sit there and we could see his camera on a receiver for another Wi-Fi security camera we sold. I don't know if any of you guys remember this, but we could see his camera in his store. I yeah. do not recall this, but I yeah, but I believe it was downstairs, you. and I remember thinking. So it was like a, it's like a baby monitor like that, type thing. Yeah, but it was Wi-Fi, and he was like, it was open. There's no security, and it's funny. Back then, you didn't think about it. Like we didn't think. We, we just thought, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, this like he needs to like do whatever needs to be done. Like get this off the default settings. But I, you, we never thought this is going to be a huge problem one day. You know, so yeah, very interesting stuff, man. Mm-hmm. 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 They're calling it the insecurity of things, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, who put this in here? Oh, James, you put this in here locked yeah, up by that's the computer. The okay, thing, so we yeah. talked about that already. Okay. So, I just wanted to talk real quick about um, under... Uh, so, as we know, the new movie, Independence Day, uh, came out. That's a sequel to the original Independence Day. Did right. it? Also called ID4. So that came out um, this Nobody past weekend. Because it wasn't about the Brexit. Yeah. I thought it was coming out in November or some shit. No, I thought it was thought coming it was out next week July. for yeah. Independence Day. You know? That seems like it makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, so the movie is actually called Independence Day Resurgence. Okay. Um, so right now on IMDb, it has a rating of 5.8. Oh, Yes. Is- which is kind of higher than I thought it would have, but, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. Crap. The same director who's doing who does, did this one, he did The Day After Tomorrow. Um, he did 2012. He actually did the original Independence Day movie. Um, so Godzilla, you know, so this and that. His name, Roland what Emmerich. What happened to Will Smith's character? I have no idea. So I have I have not seen this movie. Um I just know that I've heard here and there that it's total mm-hmm. crap. I've heard that it's yeah, just it garbage. garbage. And you know me, I like crap, right? I mean, we're all we're yeah. all connoisseurs of crap in in one way or another. Of course. Here on so this podcast rain. the scale at IMDb cuz he said 5.8 I was like, "Wow, that's it's 5 5.8 out of 5. Must be great." <laughs> And Evan no, like told the kid, Evan's like, "Oh, great!" I was like, "Oh, is it good?" <laughs> That's five point eight out of like ten. Crap. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Fuck them. I think I think our uh, our sweet spot for IMDb range is anything between like five point two and six is the kind of crap that's bad, but you can still enjoy it. Anything below that, like if it's you know two or a three, it's probably legitimately not worth watching, even for comedy right now one of my favorite films surf ninjas um i don't know where that is but let me take a quick look starting ernie reyes senior and uh rob schneider is at a five out of ten so that's please that's very close to my range. I'll extend it down. I'll go between it's a five like, and a six, maybe like when four point seven and not six. With Adam Sandler making garbage, he's doing this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, uh, don't let me forget our our old favorite uh, Tone Loke. Oh my god! <laughs> if you guys have not seen Surf Ninjas, 
please watch it. Leslie Nielsen plays the half man, half cyborg bad guy, um, trying to conquer the island's nation of Patusan. Of and Ernie Reyes. And the his... island nation of racist from Remark. <laughs> Patusan. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah. Uh, er, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. and his little brother in the movie are kings or princes, and they're called back to, to save the island. Um, one of them, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., has his ninja skills, and he teaches the, uh, the local people there to fight and uh, surf. So they, that's how they get past the barriers. They surf in to attack with ninjas. And uh, his younger brother can uh, see the future via his uh, Game Gear console. So he, he so like that movie was one giant ad for Sega. Um, it was definitely a big part of it, yeah. Just like the original Independence Day is a giant ad for Apple. Uh-huh. Because Jeff Goldblum saves the day with his, uh, I was gonna say MacBook. It wasn't even called that then. No. It's like it's like it's like PowerBook Duo or whatever the hell he had there. Some now ancient machine. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty hilarious, Evan. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes because everyone should watch this movie. So I have another another great great movie to recommend on top of that one, uh, Evan. It's called Captain Nuke and the Bomber Boys. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie is star-studded. It has okay. Joe Montana. Okay, Martin that sounds Sheen, like an Martin old Sheen, actor. Yeah. Martin Sheen. Rod Steiger, who I'm very shocked to see in this. Joe Piscopo. And Kate Mulgrew. She must have been young. This movie is exactly 21 years old. Wow. So what not that young. That sound, the cast of that movie definitely gives me the feeling that it was something that your mom made you watch when you were a kid. I don't know that it's something she made me watch. I know it's something we watched. Okay. Like Thanksgiving, like a, a family tradition? <laughs> definitely not. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, Joe Piscopo. That that's just hilarious to me. Um, yeah. So, but it's funny because the na- the name of the movie is Captain Nuke and the Bomber Boys. But I'm looking at the movie here on IMDb, and the the quote unquote poster or whatever shows the name as Demolition Day. Hmm. So I don't know if that's like alternate title, a title in another country, or something. But uh, there you go. So that's that's interesting. Um, so that one has a rating of 4.6 out of 10. Mm, just so below an, the threshold. Another another award winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so there you go, guys. Go go check them out. You'll you'll be through. You'll be sure to hate us uh, <laughs> for watching any of these movies. So yeah, so uh, getting back to Independence Day, um, just want to say I'm kind of disappointed that that the movie seems to be not, not good. Uh, I'm not that surprised because you know, how good could no, it really needed, be? They need but, to in it, man. If he had come, then I guess, I guess he wasn't yeah. interested, right? <laughs> I mean, what, what else Jeff could it Goldblum, be? I mean, what's he been in fucking Verizon commercials? 
You know, he's not. He hasn't been doing anything. Uh, he's in apartment.com commercials yeah, or some shit. Yeah, that's not a claim to. That's... Change the world. Change change the way you shop oh. for apartments. Change the world or something. Wasn't he's doing, he? Was... He's doing like a whole Steve Jobs yeah, thing in those right. in those ads. Didn't he do something with Tim and Eric also? Oh, some, he was in he, some weird movie. No, he was in uh, James's favorite uh, TV show. That's really Jamie's favorite TV show. Oh yeah, he, um, he was the, the guy's uh, father. Yeah, he was one of the <laughs> main characters' dads. He he was on like hmm. two or three episodes, I think. Um, yeah, apparently he's been on the TV show called Portlandia. Yeah, Portlandia. A little bit, anyway. He's been on a few episodes. If you of watch that. Portlandia, that is the cringiest show in the world, but it's actually pretty funny. If you're willing, if you like things that are going to make you cringe, then that's the show for you. It's full of it. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, Evan, to answer your your question, he was in Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Yeah. He was Chef Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so there you go, and of course he was in. Law and Order S or a criminal Law and Order criminal intent for a while. He kind of replaced um, Vincent D'Onofrio for a little bit. Nice. Did he get shot or something? No, he's just he's off the show for a little bit. Oh, okay, but they brought him back, so I don't know. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, he he was also in the classic uh, with um, I think it was Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. And uh, Gina Davis oh called God. Earth Girls yeah, Are Easy. Oh, from the late '80s or early '90s or something. Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. You know, I, I I didn't see that movie till like maybe five years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad, not bad. A little, yeah. little improbable, but uh, yeah, five point two out of ten. Definitely within my range of <laughs> bad funny. <laughs> Now he's in another movie that I've never seen that I need to see called The Fly. Oh You've never God, seen The Fly? I've never seen The Fly. Get the fuck yeah, off really of this really podcast. <laughs> now that has a 7.5 oh, out of 10. Right. So that's actually a good movie, that. probably. And that also has Gina Davis in it, apparently. Yeah, Go watch yeah. that, please. You haven't seen that. You haven't lived until you've seen Jeff Goldblum like, eating himself well, or whatever the fuck he was doing. It's fucking gross. <laughs> It's like he's uh, he's uh, uh, uh. yeah. You don't have to watch any of the sequels, but watch the first one. But the first one's really good. I think that's the movie that made him, as far as I'm concerned. How about the Leprechaun in the Hood movie? Uh, Stop reading his IMDb page right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not reading. (laughs) No, no, no. So, yeah. Anyway. To summarize, ID4, a little bit of a disappointment. You know, I'm sorry, it's it's bad. I haven't seen it myself, so, you know, maybe I'd see it and I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. But, you know, probably not. I'm sure it's crap. And uh, it's too bad. I wonder how much of it comes down to Liam Hemsworth being just a mediocre actor. Who the hell's Liam Hemsworth? He's like the main character. Okay, One of the Hemsworth know. brothers. Who the hell were they? Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Oh, right. And his brother, who's been in significantly less awesome movies, is not great. Michael's never seen any of the the Marvel titles, have you? Liam Hemsworth. I've seen a couple of them. I saw 
Age of Ultron. The the third one in the series. <laughs> yeah, I saw Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, and I saw Iron Man 1. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Well, you've got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> That's it. Um, let's see. So what has he been in? Home and Away. Some TV show. No, 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 no. No. He's in The Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, what's the... I want to say, like, it's not Jane, but doesn't he have a feminine name? Gail. Gail, yeah. <laughs> That's like in uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> One of the characters, same thing. Mm. A, a guy named Gail or something. Or Jan or something. <laughs> I forget. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. Hmm. Yeah, Fun so it looks name. like he really hasn't been in anything except... I mean, okay, he's been in things here that are listed. I've never heard of any of them except for The Hunger Games. So that's okay. You're not missing much. It's not. like saying you've never seen Zach Efron. It's like who the fuck is Zach Efron? You know, abs Don't or worry. steel. If you're yeah, married, your know. wife probably knows. Yeah. Speaking of abs of steel, uh, I put a couple things in the uh, in the yum update section. Not necessarily mm-hmm. having to do with um, food, which is our our pun on computer related and food topics. If no one has figured that out by the week 18. Um, there you go. So a couple of YouTube videos. One um, on a channel called Super Training 06, I believe, which is Mark Bell, uh, Mark Bell's channel. He runs the Super Training Gym. The video is called Stop Being So Fat. Just about 25 minutes of a guy in his truck um, talking about goals and motivation. I thought you were going to say he's yelling at you, but okay. (laughs) No, I mean, you probably could and you would still watch it. Second one, uh, by any means, is a similar video by a YouTube fitness person slash Instagram fitness person named Bradley Martin, who is the one who, uh, if you've ever seen a guy like squatting, you know, 500 pounds with two chicks sitting on either end of the bar while he's on... Uh, one of those Chinese roller scooter bullshits. Like, that's him. Um, he has something else, you know, like, set your goals, stick to it, you know, by any means necessary, make it a priority. And uh, mostly I put those in there because of a conversation that we had before we started recording, uh, that we should all start bettering ourselves and spending, uh, by proxy, spending less time online and on the computer so we'll uh we'll see where that goes but i'm i'm happy to to happy and hopeful to start that mm-hmm. all right um were you able to make it into the gym this week negative well that's too bad <laughs> well I'm, I'm sure i was able i did not well okay it's a yeah. it's a i mean when I, when I say make it into the gym, I mean get dressed, drive there at 3 a.m., get on the machine, and then right. leave. Yeah, standard standard operating procedures, SOPs. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, so I you... did not. Uh, I did not take the time to do that. I see. Well, that's okay. That's fine. Um. 
how's the uh, how's the eating been going though? You still still trying to stick to the the lower carb type mm-hmm. uh, type diet? Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I had sounds, some. Sound a little wishy washy there. Well, I've I've I have visited several Vietnamese restaurants in the last four days, and that's, there's that's rice weird, and noodles okay. and stuff. What man? Fucking broaden my horizons. By going to four different Vietnamese restaurants. No, I said several different Vietnamese restaurants in the last four days. It's not so exactly seven, the same thing. Seven different Vietnamese restaurants in the last four days. Okay. No, just two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. But there's rice and noodles involved, and whenever I look at the menus, obviously my eyes are bigger than my stomach, so I order like fucking four things and take half of it home and eat it later. So I've definitely not been on a... Uh, drastically carb restricted diet for the mm. last uh I'll say since I got back from training so like right. the last week okay fair enough but I'll definitely be uh making efforts to to get back on that if not something very similar um because I I did feel the positive effects oh yeah definitely yeah, anytime. I mean, I've done it on and off, you know, a couple times here and there. And anytime I've I've gone the the low carb route, try to cut carbs as much as possible. Um, I've definitely felt a uh, a benefit myself. Yeah, you feel like shit for like a couple days, but yeah, um, then okay. it's better. It evens itself out, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> you want change with no sacrifice. Peace with no struggle. That's not the way the world works, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, are you still doing any of those shake things? or? No, but you know I bought a, uh, a coffee grinder to grind up vitamins because the guy, uh, Chris Bear, uh, which I've linked to before, who does makes the Keto Chow, published his recipe, and he tells you the ratios. And uh, one of the ingredients is uh, like Costco Kirkland vitamins, but you got to powder them. So instead of using my food processor and you know powdering like a thousand pills at a time, um, I have a I bought a ten dollar coffee grinder, um, which I have not used for that purpose yet. I've not used for any purpose yet, but uh, good intentions um, failed. The road execution. to hell is paved with no okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, as soon as uh, as I have meaningful updates. I will provide them. Right. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Um, I'm holding you accountable as well. Thank you. You talk a big game. You ask a lot of questions. I do talk a big game and ask a lot of questions. You're right. But there's no execution. There is none. You're right. sir. Not a weight loss champion. He's just asking questions to ask. (laughs) I will lose weight vicariously. Uh, yes, I will. You are right. You will be will. my proxy. Actually, now that um, Mr. Brocious here is going to be uh, in closer proximity, uh, he and I are going to try to get together and uh, do some rolling. Know, well, we'll do something. I don't. I don't know if we decided we yet what we're going to do. We may just, Mike, just do blow. Mike, get just do. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> Look at that, have blood pumping, the heart racing. There's, there is, you know, you can, there are different ways to lose weight. Some ways better than others. Yeah. Um, you could, you could smoke cigarettes and do cocaine. 
That's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best way. Um, binge and purge. Take but, thermogenic well, anally. It's an option. Yeah. <laughs> it's fecal transplants Ugh. are popular these days. Get your gut <laughs> biome in order. It's not a joke. It's a real thing. I've heard about it. It's disgusting and stupid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, yeah. I'm gonna take fe- a fucking poop pill. Yeah, it's fucking gross. They, I, where I forgot mm-hmm. where I was watching. Some guy was doing it himself in his house. You know, and they recorded it. I yeah. think you told me about it. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I don't know what you were searching for, um, but you found that one on your own, my friend. And I ran across that. (laughs) I thought you said said poop spiders. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) My poop is full of spiders. Nightmare. They laid eggs in my intestine. So, Mike, you might actually like um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You will probably hate it, but my... My reason for saying you might like it is because it does or it can involve a fair amount of laying on the floor. <laughs> I know I like a good lay. Yeah. But up bop. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of activity when you're down there pulling, choking, uncomfortable like throwing positions. Du- throwing dudes across the room or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you spend a lot of time on the ground. Interesting. It's a lot of fun. I know we could do a. I don't know. There's all there's all kinds of martial arts out there we could uh, explore. I know you guys did <laughs> did MMA. Oh, I'm sorry. I just remember the time in Micro Center you tried to like kick your leg up. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Last time I was in town, we were at Micro Center. I was like, Mike, stretch your back out. Just like kick your knee up. And he tried to do it. <laughs> I can only imagine that must have uh, well, you I'm, were there. I don't yes, I'm as I'm as flexible as a crowbar. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I I yeah, yeah, you remember that now? Oh, yeah. uh, good time. Yep. Classic. Yep. You could do some yoga. Yoga would be good for all that. It's it's actually a hell of a workout. Limber up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably uh, throw up my back or something. <laughs> You'd you know. be fine. It's dead weight. You gotta, you gotta injure it into submission. Yeah, right. Well, I'm gonna be uh, sleeping here on a new platform thanks to uh, Mr. Brocious. Oh yeah, that might help me out. So now, right now, I'm gonna be like a full foot foot higher off the ground. Fall off that in the morning, like whoa! And a new mattress, right? Uh, yeah. Right now, it is on top oh, of wait. the old mattress. Get rid of that old mattress. <laughs> well, I need to get rid of both the yeah the old mattress and the old box spring. Give him a frame too. And then I need the actual yeah. bed frame. And then we're, then we'll be in business. Okay. So James, uh, I don't know. Maybe we can do that this weekend so. or something. Let's just jump to these last topics because I got it early morning, guys. Um, Go right, for so it. So what I have here. Okay, so Spot Mini. This is just a video for you guys to see. It's another creepy creation from Boston Dynamics. Honestly, absolutely horrifying and awesome. I want one in my house to terrify and make me uh, and bring me a soda. So, so more Boston Dynamics uh, robot fun. It it runs on a battery that'll last up to ninety minutes. It's not hydraulic, so it doesn't make all the crazy noise. 
pretty cool, and it can apparently wash dishes. It has some tight motor control, so they're pretty Dude, cool. It's a dog with an ostrich yeah. neck and beak that... <laughs> but that's dive, its grabber. It's its grabber, yes. It dives headfirst into your sink, start, attempts to eat a glass... And puts yeah. it in the dishwasher. Now, what if this thing, what if you're, like, walking around your house, and this thing, like, grabs your mule? Like, you don't have pants on or something, it's just you and the thing, and it just grabs your mule, and it's, like, tugging on it. Not in a good way, but in an aggressive, grippy, grabber, beak thing way, which is what that thing is. Like, that'd mm-hmm. be a nightmare, dude. That's why you need a forty-five. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Or Desert Eagle or something, I so, don't know. At that point, would you shoot it or yourself? <laughs> I would shoot it. Okay. Um, well, it's pretty, pretty, pretty horrifying. So it needs some work. But there's a second video there. It's not a second video. It's the end of the first video. It's a, a hilarious little expert. It's actually the funniest thing there. So take a look at both of those. Really easy stuff just to watch. Uh, it's basically the same function as the previous Boston Dynamics by uh, excuse me, uh, uh, quadrupedal four-legged robots. Um, okay. So the last. We're yeah, living in the future. So the last thing is, uh, um, I picked up on this uh, lady, Pamela Meyer, from a TED Talk she had uh, about four years ago. Uh, I heard the TED Talk on on Audible, and I think I mentioned it last week. Um, and I was able to find her book. The, the, the TED Talk was on lie, on lie spotting. Uh, she wrote a book called Lie Spotting, and now the book is on Audible. So if you guys... Uh, Audible obviously sponsors the show, but if you guys want to get that book, it's a great book. Honestly, it's amazing. It's an amazing book. It talks all about like, you know, facial stuff and body language, and she goes into great detail about like how to spot liars and how to spot basic deception, and then how to interrogate people, how to build a circle of trust with, and how to how to know the people and how to. The kind of people you want in your circle of trust. It's a very good book. I haven't finished it yet, but very enjoyable. Lots of good information there. If you run your own business uh, or if you have to deal with people in negotiations or business, this is like a must-have, you know? Um, yeah, who doesn't like a good detailed facial? Absolutely. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great book, so definitely worth picking up. Uh, Live Spotting by Pamela Meyer. We always have to go for the yep, cheap laugh. Always. That's fine. Good. I'm not above it either, so it's all good. <laughs> well, thank you for that synopsis, James. We'll uh, be sure to not check it out. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. I, how, I may or may not. I enjoy some TED Talks. I won't no, the read TED the book, is, but is I like some the, TED Talks. It's, it's, a, it's a good way to spend 18 minutes. It's a really good TED Talk. It's really, really okay. good. Okay. That's not she bad. She has video with it of, like, Bill Clinton... Saying, I, I will not have, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And she's like, okay, see here, and here, and here. There, he's lying. You know what I mean? And, he, and she has a couple of videos like that on there, which she shows you clearly deceptive people and clearly people telling the truth and gives you some of the, the telltale markers and stuff like that. It's really good. Oh, very nice. Here's a, here's a test I wanted to do with you guys, um, and I, I keep forgetting. Um, Okay, Nine. so uh, right now I'm looking at Michael on the webcam. So, Michael, I want you to make a capital letter Q on your forehead with your finger. Just take your finger, take your dominant hand, and draw a capital letter Q on your forehead. 
Okay. So, Evan, you go ahead and do it. I, I will preface this with I, I have oh, yeah. seen this before, and my answer is the same okay. as Mike's. All right. So, mine's the same, too. Okay. So, all three of us. And there's a. So, basically, it's like if you draw the cue and the tail of the cue faces your right eye, then that means you're doing it so that you can see it. You know, so you're basically an inward looking person uh, and you do things, you do things, you you don't do things for the benefit of others. You do things for the benefit of yourself. And then other people, the people who draw the cue to face outward. So people on the outside looking in can see it. They're obviously they're 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 like a better at deception because their whole thing is like whatever. Anyway, she goes over that whole thing. Obviously, Evan knows about it and Michael apparently knows about it, too. So. Good night. <laughs> but it's very interesting. It's a good book. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention again. <laughs> with your dated information, Basically, as I'm usual. Behind, man, with this stuff. That's right. When I don't make up. <laughs> I just, you know, talk about rehash old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else you guys would like to talk about before we get out of here? Um, no, not really. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, I'll just mention real quick. We're going to be taking a, a trip soon. Um, we might we might be doing our show on the road. Something to think about. Yeah, um, for for one week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we won't have a show at all. I don't know. But, uh, we'll have something. We'll have something. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. But that's uh, not going to be for a couple weeks at least. So. A month. Basically. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. As usual, you can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com or iopanel.tech, T-E-C-H, uh, on Facebook, or you can email feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Twitter at IOPanel Podcast, audibletrial.com forward slash IOPanel. I know we got a few uh, mixed mixed tags in there, but it is what it is. Uh, and yeah, once again, from all of us here, good night.